<laughs> we just I got so caught up in conversation. For those listening, this is Deanna. She is the singer of Your Shape Undone. Formerly Concrete Gnomes. Formerly Concrete Gnomes. I saw you guys for the first time when you opened for Seamus, uh, for Ordinary People at their album release party. I didn't at know you were there. Yeah, I, you know what? I think that was... Were you guys together at the time? I think that was one of the first times Phil and I interacted i think oh okay i like saw him running sound because he was doing sound he that was night. at one point that night he had like all phil had like all his sound stuff in the mm -hmm. back and it's very cramped in the meat locker mm -hmm. and there been like in oh, the backstage yeah. area and i like jumped off stage and i almost tripped and i remember like phil like grabbed me and was like because <laughs> i like almost <laughs> fell on like his laptop like the interface all the cables just, like, the ripped interface. everything <laughs> off like i tripped and i was about to just like kill his thousands of dollars setup. how many times have you guys played at the meat locker oh, too many yeah you're because you guys <laughs> frequent the meat locker i see you all the time on instagram yeah something that came to my mind and i was curious if you've ever if you've ever thought this but being a singer um and such you're such a a powerful i think front woman um for the bands so meat locker shows i don't go to a lot yeah but when I saw you guys, I was like, I'm really glad that I came out Thank to the you. meat locker. And I mean, dude. It, <laughs> it was um, also because of, you know, ordinary people's release party. Have you ever um, considered yourself that? Have you ever thought that, that you were a front woman for a band? Uh, it, well, the way it came about was a little odd because I wasn't really in the scene mm -hmm. uh, until I met the band and then mm -hmm. i was kind of like thrown into this world yeah. i didn't even know like the term front woman until yeah. like I, I started working with them i mean i guess now yeah i'd be mm -hmm. like yeah i'm the i'm the f i don't i don't i don't like to say it because it sounds weird like yeah. front woman but i suppose i am yeah yeah that's <laughs> why i wanted to ask that question because it's kind of it doesn't um flow out of the mouth i feel like front woman like yeah. you always hear front man like he's the front man of the band like have you heard that phrase before absolutely Maybe i'm just yeah. sometimes i'll say front man i'm the front man yeah it doesn't even it, you know it's sh not even shouldn't even be a gendered thing but i also think there's a sense of like it's cool and it's powerful to say like i'm the front woman of the band I'd love to know more about how you got thrown into the scene. So we had a, a originally we had a, a drummer who I mm -hmm. went to high school with, uh, and he met George and Dylan, our bassist and on our our first guitarist. Um, and he like he like DM'd me on like Snapchat and was like, "Yo, come sing for my band." And I was like, <laughs> "It was summer. I was bored." I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, uh, I'll I'll try it out. And they sent me the songs to learn. And I've like I've always like been into. Like, I don't know, alternative music like yeah. I like I like a lot of different different genres but like I always fuck with Paramore and yeah. My Chem and yeah. like all that stuff so I was like yeah okay whatever like I'll try it out um and then uh I just I just really clicked with them mm -hmm. specifically Dylan and George like I just remember we got along really well from the mm -hmm. first day and I was like oh this is really cool and I'd, I'd also up to that point like been been singing and like learning to play different instruments and stuff for years and years and years but never did it with anybody else it was mm -hmm. kind of just like on my own and never really like i knew i wanted to do something in music but it was never like i never had like a pointed direction so mm -hmm. like being with them brought me that 
yeah. like, collaboration and and the ability to like be like okay I believe in this and mm-hmm. I can I can move forward. Did you sing in high school? Were you part of choir? Yeah, uh, I was a I was a I was a my, our choir teacher in middle school. She's like I don't have favorites, but she did. She, she was her <laughs> favorite because I got all the solos. Singing to me is so so cool. And and I think when I started listening to a lot of music, I always I always thought first thing about the singer of the voice and now that my music i've gotten older and my music taste has is more varied now i think about instruments and drums and bass and all that but it's always the first thing you hear though the Mm -hmm. first thing you notice yeah exactly the first thing you hear and it's also when you go to a concert it's usually the first thing you see too at least for me is i usually go straight when the music starts i usually look at the singer first Do you have nerves or did you have nerves when you first started to perform? <laughs> oh my God. The first show we ever played, I like, I, I swear to God, like I almost crapped my pants. I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like I was I, so ridiculously nervous. I was sweating. Like, yeah. I was about to cry. Like I didn't think I could do it. And how'd it go? How'd it go? Did you get, did it, did you feel better? The minute the music starts, like the minute I open my mouth, I always get nervous before a show. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always be like, not, it's gotten better now, but like mm-hmm. I'll always be like a little, like my hands are shaking, like a little. And then the minute like I open my mouth, I feel like I just like tick, flip, flip a switch and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm a performer. Like I'm, I'm her now. Like I gotta oh, do this. that's great. Uh, it's, it's where I love to be. So it's that part of it, like the, like the minute or two being on stage leading up to that is like my like there's like a pit in my stomach mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my heart is racing and then like i said just the minute the music starts it just flips yeah what's the crowd interaction like <laughs> i'm terrible at it. really i'm terrible at it i'm so i'm so i'm also an anxious girl you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't think so from seeing me play but like i i am i like i don't know kind of socially awkward yeah <laughs> so yeah. like trying to crowd interaction i usually just leave it to george he's pretty good with the crowd i just try yeah. to talk as little as possible and yeah i told a joke last show and got booed because it was really bad that was no it was a good boo though it was like i was like i knew it was bad and i kind of looked at everybody like come on everybody yeah, was like, boo. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well i feel like um you can if if anyone could get away with that it's you <laughs> and it's also singers like you because you're a great singer <laughs> and you, you. And just like you said earlier, like people wouldn't know it if they looked at me perform, then I do get anxious. Yeah. But that's completely right. Like I wouldn't think that. I didn't think that when I first saw you guys. Do you have any other bands that not just you, but your shape undone as a whole just really like to perform with? Oh, I love this Island Earth. I'm a big fan of those guys. Oh, I've they're never awesome. I've never seen them. Oh, they're like they're like heavy pop punk i'd say okay they're so fun and they're so sweet um mm-hmm. ordinary people of course yeah. love playing with the spins <laughs> they're, they're a lot of fun all those guys are really sweet they except, are fun. except for phil <laughs> in the room phil, um i mean it's always the basis that gets picked on let's course. be real no yeah yeah sorry man um yeah definitely op the spins is on earth i love um there's definitely been some we played with a band called wall carpets i've never heard the other of day them. They probably like, dude. They're awesome too. Uh, they were great. I talked to them afterwards. They were really sweet. Um, I, I don't, honestly, like most of the bands are are, are like that mm-hmm. we play with. Like I, I have a lot of respect for and mm-hmm. admiration, and just love to, love to see their sets. Yeah, I mean, you all have the same. It's like the common purpose. You guys yeah. all have a common purpose, um, and that's to perform. And that's part of the reason why I enjoy going to shows is because everyone is there for that one specific reason yeah um and it gives kind of like if you are anxious you know it's kind of like a sense of like relief almost because if you're going to a party it's like it's socialized and i have to like uh, it's like a lot but at a show once the music starts yep you don't talk to anyone (laughs) and like also everybody there's like 
feel like I've never had like an awkward conversation at a show. Yeah, neither have I. It's like at a party, absolutely. Yeah, but at a show, never. No, like everybody's, yeah. everybody's cool. It's a little bit different mm-hmm. when being a girl, just guys being. There was the one worst. time at the meat locker. It was the one and only time performing that I felt uncomfortable because of mm-hmm. an audience member, and it was like. I made eye contact with this kid. So what I'll do is I won't look at the crowd like in their eyes. I'll look like above their heads. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I made eye contact with this kid and it was like prolonged for like a second. I was like, oh, that was a little weird. And then I looked, I was looking away from him and then I turned back and he was like, like they have like poles and he was like grabbing the pole and like grinding on it and like licking his uh. lips and looking at me. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. And it was the last song. And I like hid in the corner behind uh. Andy and like the drum kit for the rest of the song. And uh. I was like, no, nope. oh. that so... that's the only time that I've had anything weird happen to me though. For the most part, everybody's so nice and yeah, so yeah. cool and like yeah. very, they respect my boundaries and mm-hmm. they're not creepy. Like that was a one Which time a that was off. Thing. That was off. I was like, whoa, I, um... <laughs> that was crazy. Like every girl has got like a story like that. Um, Especially but, at the meat locker. Yeah. <laughs> That's and I, I agree with you. Like I can't really think of anyone in the scene that like I dislike yeah. that I don't want to be around. I do have this. Um, hmm? to, am I like seeing things? No, no, no. I sorry, I have one, but we're not going to talk oh, about okay, it. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll no, talk no, about no, it no, off no. air. Off air, <laughs> off air, off <laughs> um, air. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, what I was about to say, I should probably say off air too. I don't even know. I was just about to like go talk about people and shit, which is like not <laughs> the purpose, like not hey, the purpose of this at all. Welcome to the podcast. Um, We're talking shit. Talking shit. I love. You know what? I had this idea for a podcast where it's like me and my two best friends from high school. Like, what if we recorded a podcast where we just talked shit just talk about? Shit. Everyone we went to high school with. Oh, but bleep them out. Bleep out their names. Yes. So it's just like, be yeah. such a fucking bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like kind of, it's it's not that, I mean, it's not that bad because it happened so long ago, right? And yeah. the names are being beeped out it's, anyway. Yeah. So like, you know. So long ago. Um, that you should do it. I think that's funny. I, th- I think that would be really funny. But um, anyways, so... <laughs> You mentioned earlier that you are a music teacher. Yes. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Do you like it? I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I only started a couple of months ago. Um, I, I like being there over being home. It's just it's just everything to me. It makes my life so much better that I love my job. Like, mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like I'm working. It just feels like I'm, I don't know. I love it. I just adore it. I adore my kids. That's so beautiful. How? What age group do you work All with? All of them. Mm-hmm. Um, current, most of my students are like, I want to say like, anywhere between like five and eight nine ten kind of range but then i'll every occasionally like last night i had a band we do like bands at our school too i had a band called the subject to change they've like i think they've played the meat locker before actually Mm -hmm. and like i they were like 18 19 like they're like Mm -hmm. around my age too which is cool um and i work with them and then uh i'll do like some preschool classes those are not at our school i'll go out to the preschools and like um, Aww, bring instruments and like stuff cute. and then the kids like cycle through and that's like little guys like three four five year old oh my that's god that's really those cute. are my favorite classes because they're so fun yeah and there's no like there's no like pressure to actually teach them anything yeah it's just like okay here's a bunch of instruments go fucking wildly well it must be a very rewarding experience absolutely yeah and it's just fun it's just so fun like mm-hmm. you got to ex- see them experience life kind yeah. of for the first time like especially music yeah. yeah it's cool you get to see just these little minds like try something new yeah <laughs> and, like, and they teach you things too mm-hmm. i feel like i learned things so they're creative and they also don't understand rules yet yep. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. So they feel they they're not um like constricted. Yeah, is the word. The world is their oyster. Yeah, and um, I so f- I uh I was I took guitar lessons when I was like thirteen, and then I remember my boss. He's like he owned this place called North Jersey Music Center. His name's Sean. Mm-hmm. Love this guy. Uh, I was like, Sean. shout out Sean Reams. Yeah, I love that guy. He, uh, he. I was like, hey man, I need a job, and he's like, all right. And he kind of took me in, and I was at first I was working front desk, and then he was like, hey, I have this like opportunity to teach a program called Kids Rock, and I'm like, okay. And I, I ended up at like 15 years old, like teach 15 or 16, mm-hmm. teaching like a like kind of like a preschool class, but mm-hmm. they're a little older at this place. And he gave me like my first teaching opportunity. And ever since then, I've just been like chasing that because I'm like, oh, I love, I, I just love it. It's just so much fun, like. I just, yeah you're right it's just very rewarding like it's cool to know you're having a positive influence on them and you get to like mm-hmm. be a part of their they their good memories because i have good memories from growing up and going to music class so i get to be part of that they get to remember me yeah. and be like oh yeah i had so much fun doing this yeah <laughs> post-college do you see yourself continuing that yeah probably music education mm-hmm. um i don't know my own private lessons or something yeah i don't know uh, doing your own private lessons might lead to a lot of creative freedom. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. you get to work for yourself. Yes. That would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think One musicians day. are naturally uh, self-sufficient. Yeah. Well, I think self-sufficient and also it's a process to mm-hmm. record music. So you can only be so self-sufficient until you need to bring in. <sighs> yep. Um, Actual real big boy money. <laughs> Is there anything like that you picked up in like sessions when you're in like the studio? Is there anything that you like learn? I feel like we collectively speaking for the whole band, we learned to compromise. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's like you have a lot of conflicting opinions. And at the end of the day, you only have so much time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like so uh, that's definitely one thing I'd say I learned from working with uh, working with Phil on recording the Mm -hmm. EP is is compromise. And um, when we were talking just us, um, (laughs) we said that generally like most of the guys in the scene are really nice and great um but i think we're both this is the first time i've like talked to a girl on the podcast is there anything that you look forward to when you work on music on your own music that you don't get to experience in a band oh yeah full creative control Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely that uh being like no like that's a bad idea i'm not gonna do it and Mm -hmm. then like just being able to do that um and like honestly i think part of it too is like getting to completely write my own experiences like writing for the band i do obviously use like my influence and i take Mm -hmm. from my life but writing my solo stuff working on my solo stuff is Mm -hmm. like um that's one thing i always look forward to is just like sitting down and just whatever whatever i'm feeling and whatever i'm thinking because i have a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) would you do you imagine yourself singing like just you on stage like would you need a backing band do you play any instruments i I play a little bit of i say like a little bit of everything i play Mm -hmm. a little guitar a little piano um a little bass i guess Mm -hmm. just enough just enough to be able to kind of like compose um i don't know that's something i haven't thought about um i probably i probably want somebody to back me up i feel like i'd be a little lonely up there you i can tell as a performer like you really um benefit from like you really you take very well to like your bandmates thank you yeah um, i love interacting with them on stage mm-hmm. it's very fun it, like mm-hmm. it, if i say it all the time if it was just me up there nobody would come like they're they're definitely a huge 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 part of why i'm able to perform mm-hmm. and they're there with me yeah it's it's definitely like i wouldn't say necessarily that no one would come <laughs> but you wouldn't you would not feel prompted to go out there. Nope. 
you the need that you need the support not only the support but like it's so much easier to be creative and to have passion when you're in a room with other people that are passionate yeah yeah um, absolutely yeah mm-hmm. um do you like writing when you say you like throw in a verse every like now and then like yeah. do you like do you prefer writing and coming up with ideas with someone else or do you find it more is it easier for you to do it alone? Alone, 100%. Yeah? Uh, we have a song that we're, we're going to be recording soon mm-hmm. um, called Permanence, where I wrote the entirety of the song. Um, and that one, like, the band, we worked on the instrument all together, and then I was like, all right, guys, see you later. And I spent a week working on it and then brought it to the band. <sighs> like, I worked great. on it alone because, like, I don't... Uh, I like to take my time and, and think about it. I think... Yeah. I talked to this to Seamus about this a lot mm-hmm. about like being he's, really he's, nitpicky mm-hmm. about what I'm saying and why I'm saying it. So yeah. de- I don't like I don't like to like come up with something on the spot. I definitely like to take my time mm-hmm. and think about it. Definitely, it's poetry for sure. Yeah, um, whether you consider yourself a poet or not, lyrics are it's very similar to writing poems. Um, oh, huge. And Seamus is like he's phenomenal. Oh he's God. really phenomenal. I love him. <laughs> I really look forward to like listening to his like internal just like all of his like thoughts and and um if you if you want to talk about it you don't have to but do you is there a certain theme that you have to your writing a certain mood maybe i talk a lot about love (laughs) yeah and like i'm kind of i'm kind of a sad bitch (laughs) like i like i feel like a lot of my songs i write are kind of sad me too Um, it's hard for me to write a lot of the poems i write are sad oh me too Me too, girl. Don't um, even worry. I that I mean, it just that's. I feel like you that emotion you feel the most, mm-hmm. and it's probably the most overwhelming. So I think that's why it's so easy to write about because mm-hmm. it, it it pours out mm-hmm. rather than like having to force it. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing about like love, writing about heartbreak, or just general. So now excitement. I understand why we're both Lana girls. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Ultraviolence has me in a choke mm, cold. Yeah, me, I would say. I'm, I really like Honeymoon. Oh, Honeymoon's um, really good, too, I really, yeah. really like Honeymoon. Honeymoon's really, really good. Do you consider yourself... Do you feel sad often? Uh, kinda. So, I, um, I'm bipolar. So, mm-hmm. I have, uh, like... I have some some highs, and then I'm, I'm low. Yeah. I've learned how to deal with it better, but uh, sometimes it just happens. I just wake up, and I, like, I just feel sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it doesn't... I try not to let it, like control me i try Mm -hmm. to be like okay well i'm sad well fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna go buy myself a slice of pizza and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. it's uh, i'll be sad but at least i'll have pizza like i don't know (laughs) like i just try to like kind of just move move through it um it's it's highs and lows yeah um i feel like once you start to understand exactly what your mental health is it's a lot easier to like navigate through those lows yeah um i think for a long time i me feeling sad or my mental health I viewed it as indistinguishable to my physical form, to yeah. who I was. Mm. It was, they were they were one, like feeling really depressed or having poor mental health. And then me as Keely, I always, growing up, I like in high school and stuff, they were, it was always one thing. But once I left high school, it became more, I found a separation between being a naturally depressed person, you know, and actually being more authentically me. And I think that comes from knowing what your passions are. Mm-hmm. And would you say that music and writing songs, is that for you? Absolutely. And I'm proud of you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's really nice to hear. I'm glad that you found yeah. a way to manage it. It's all time. Yeah. I hate time. Growing up. Yeah, I like time and I have a very... 
uh, toxic relationship. I'm I'm very time. I feel like it moves very fast, and then very. I I I can understand the highs and the lows. Yeah. Strangely, I had a lot of highs and lows in high school, and then now I kind of feel like my highs and lows. It's like time is either moving really fast. Really or it's like slow it's and I'm like oh dropped a water bottle <laughs> it's like like class that's the one thing I'm excited about like post-college is like getting to focus more on passions and have it be interactive mm -hmm. because that's probably I mean I think a lot of teachers enjoy teaching because it is so interactive you are yeah. working with a young mind yeah you think working with children has like any effect on your Absolutely. mood? Mm -hmm. I found I've only started this job, this new job where I'm teaching. I've been kind of teaching um for a couple years, but like I just recently started doing it full time, mm -hmm. and I'm 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 much better. I'm happier. Like I find I'll be I will be having a bad day due to like my mental health, and I'll go mm -hmm. to work and it, I'll feel better. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's it's excellent. They just have a way of like cheering you up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I can totally see myself going into teaching at some point you should. um whatever it may be whether it's remember you mentioned like teaching the seniors which i think would be really funny because you'd yeah. be like having a bad day and then your seniors would be like well okay like <laughs> we're having a bad day too yeah exactly <laughs> we're like, seniors in high school and we're yeah. pissed off yep <laughs> like teenagers they're, um, they're great they're so fun to work with because they're exactly like that they don't care <laughs> my um professor went on a little bit of a uh, tangent um about like how he he was talking about how his life was more interesting before he had a family, but at Bam. first, at first, that sounds very brutal and and it's brutal, you know. But then he went on, <laughs> fuck those kids. Uh, <laughs> um, then he went on to say that what he was what he was experiencing when he didn't have a family no longer interested him because it switched from having an interesting life to having meaningful relationships. Aww. And now he was saying like, now I enjoy the act of folding laundry, oh, yeah. you know, and the relationships. And he's also like, as a teacher, um, the relationships that he has with the students or with his family is like, has taken priority over mm -hmm having that quote-unquote like interesting life and like who cares about an interesting life if that means you're sacrificing stability mm -hmm. you know very true that is i mean that's to be, that's about, a that's to be said you know that's a talk thing. about no like because i i'm whatever i lost track of whatever my diagnosis may be mm. but i would say in high school i was all i don't, I don't know if i'm bipolar i think i'm more I feel like I'm I'm depressed a lot more than I am super high or, mm. you know, manic. Um, so I don't know if that's the proper diagnosis for me. But in high school, um, I was told that I was bipolar. And, um, oh, God, what was I going to say now? It's stable. stable. As someone who understands those feelings when you're up and down, yeah. stability is, like, so important. So, like, you need it. Yeah. And you kind of hate it a little bit. You kind of oh, resent yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, you don't you want mean, it. Yeah, yeah. You, you find stability and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Bring back the chaos. <laughs> yeah. It's like you find stability and, and you're not used to it. Oh, so, yeah. you kind of, like, are... Oh, my God. I forgot I was wearing eyeliner. And oh, no.
what would be your favorite if you had a pick? And mm-hmm. I know this might be a big question, but if you had to pick like one favorite thing about being in the music scene, what, what would it be? Friends. Friends. <laughs> My friends, you guys. Yeah. You. I agree. It's, yeah. I've met a My lot friends. of really and um like I said before, like if you're in a room with passionate people, if you're in a venue with passionate people, like we, Phil and I just saw tennis. I don't know. <gasps> Shut up. Do you like tennis? I do. I love tennis. I think she is phenomenal. She's such a great singer. I don't oh know her goodness. name, but I mean, there are a couple. Jealous. Um, she, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you're jealous? The, the, I got that you guys just see oh, tennis. Oh, I thought you meant jealous that I said that she's a great oh, singer. Oh, I was no, like, no, what no, are you no, talking no, about? No, you're no. a great singer too. <laughs> Imagine I was like, you can't talk about other singers while I'm on the podcast. That's like uh, <laughs> equivalent to like girlfriend being like, you cannot talk to any other girls other nope. than me. Mm-mm. It's funny. I joke with Phil because um, he sends a certain amount of like messages a day for the band. Yeah. And it's, you know, random accounts. And I'll look over his shoulder and he'll be like sending one to a girl. I'm like, oh, so you're talking Who to another that? girl? Are you serious? <laughs> you're talking to another girl? <laughs> like, um, so like my brain is buffering. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, the crowd was so, because everyone was so into the music. Mm-hmm. I've been at shows where not everyone in the crowd is like into it. Yeah. And the, I, my least favorite kinds of shows. Yep. Like I love when everyone is Going not crazy. afraid to dance, not... What kind of showgoer are you? Do you like pits? Do you like being on the sidelines? Uh, on the sidelines. Yeah. I'd start mosh pits at my own shows, but they're usually mm-hmm. pretty tame ones. <laughs> so like I went to a final girl show and I almost died. Like, yeah. Because I, I was stuck in the middle and they started moshing. I was getting elbows thrown. Like <laughs> crazy. Um, I, Speaking to the tennis show, I had a similar experience when I saw the 1975. I yeah. felt like I ascended to heaven <laughs> because everybody in the room was just so like in love with the music mm-hmm. as much as you are that's or just like mm-hmm. just feeling the same vibes mm-hmm. and just being inspired by it there's such um, a simplicity yeah. to it because it's easy it's like when you all when you love something like you said about teaching yeah. you don't feel like you're working not at all because you love it my chemical um, romance too i saw with andy my that friends cool. are going to see pierce the veil <laughs> god if i had a million dollars i'd blow it yeah. on concert tickets that's crazy <laughs> me too um <laughs> If I had a million dollars, I'd buy you know my own podcast studio set up, and we'd have the best craft service area, like and a dog too, and it's all oh, mentioned yeah. and mm-hmm. a dog and a dog, yeah, and a dog. Um, I'd have to train it very well to just like sit while it's everything's being recorded, mm-hmm. and also knowing me, I'm a little bit delusional when it comes to dogs. I will like probably put the dog on the microphone. Oh, be yeah. like hey, hey, sport. Hey, buddy. I've and had times where I'm recording and I hear my dog like, like <laughs> drinking in the background. I'm like, dude, can you shut up? <laughs> I have my childhood dog is a Maltese. So oh. like a small, like white, little ratty, but cute. She's a little tubby. I'd say she's a little Racist more piggy dog. than... Have you seen like the like little white dogs, like racist dogs? I have not no? seen no, that. I'll send, I'll send it to you after this. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm going to need <laughs> I'll context send the meme. on that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you context. Um, <laughs> um, but she, because like small dogs, they have problems with their tracheas or something. I don't know. But she does like this hacking. Like she's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have that on the background of my video. When I used to like, I think over COVID when everything was like, you were like Skyping with people or like FaceTiming because you couldn't see anyone. Like I, if we were in like a group, like, FaceTime, I would just like put my camera off and then just put her name is Ramona, <laughs> my dog, and I would just like put her on, on the speaker. <laughs> and just, like, um, Amazing. I feel like being part of a music scene, any sort of creative scene, um, we get really lucked out. New Jersey's got a great 
We do. We could live in. We could live in Ohio. Well, actually, Ohio's got a cool scene too. Does it? I think so. Yeah, that's... we could live in like Utah or something. Utah? Yeah. Does Utah have a good music scene? No, have I'm saying we, we could live in Utah where there's no scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in like, New Jersey. We're in like one of the best states. Yeah, that's... I, I, I'm I going to have to like do research on it. Like <laughs> I've been using so... Because of like being in school, like I have to use a lot of like databases and stuff. JSTOR, I don't know. Once you're in school, once you're in... Whenever you decide to go, I'll send you all the hookups to like the good like... Because you're going to need Thank to write you. essays. And you. like... I got I got the good databases because I'm a nerd, um, but I had to do like research on like why there are so many like New Jersey, New York, like East Coast. I feel like big a population? lot of great writers, a lot of great musicians, and then of course there's California, like oh yeah, California LA, too. Yeah. Um, but we lucked we have some great like local spots. Everyone is really cool. Um, and is there um. I, I'm, I'm usually frequenting Debonair and, like, the Meat Locker now and then. Sure. Um, we went to, in Trenton? It was in Trenton. Mill Hill Basement. Have you heard? That was great. That was really cool. They had, like, a little basement bar. Nice. That was, that was a really good show. Phil There's a I cool went. place that just opened up. We played there once called The Seven Crest. It's literally mm-hmm. right down the street from Debonair. It's really cool. Oh. Check that out, too. Oh, cool. New venue. I should go. We should go. New we see oh, a show. I'm down. Yeah, we should all go. Um, I love exploring new venues. Is there... Do you have a favorite place to perform? My favorite shows have been the ones that nobody came to, and they were super unorthodox. We played, like, a friend's garage mm-hmm. once. Garage There was shows. 15 people there. It was, like, one oh. of the best shows ever. We yeah. played, like, a weird bar in Bloomfield that had, didn't... There was no stage. You just played in the middle of the room. And, mm-hmm. like, those are always my favorite shows because they're so, like so close to people yeah I feel like you're so it's and so i intimate. bet everyone there was into it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was really cool um out of like all the like the local venues i do miss red house i think red house was probably the best just had red the best house. sound I and good vibes house. good vibes um i've I, red house was yeah for real red house was when i first started getting into going to local same. shows same so i feel like that's a good like entry level place my first show was a pollyanna show at red house shout out pollyanna i love those guys um, shout out! I totally know who. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I got that they're out. On, uh, the, the wall over there. Oh, are they? That newspaper article. Who? They're in that one. Oh, oh Pollyanna. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Did you ever think about? So, when you do go to school, are you thinking about doing like a major in music or music yeah. education? Music ed. I probably, honestly, after seeing, I went to CCM today. After seeing the the facility, I probably will take some like recording classes because mm-hmm. I know a little bit. Um. Enough to like make some really crappy demos, but <laughs> it's just such a cool facility. It would just be such yeah. a shame not to. I feel like not to not to utilize. Yeah, not yeah. to take advantage of those courses and and just take a couple like engineering yeah. classes because it, it's cool. I feel like you got to be kind of a meticulous person and to be mm-hmm. able to do that exhibit. I like <laughs> you got to be very meticulous <laughs> in order to do that. Phil has told me before that like he doesn't feel like he's creative, but <laughs> I think being in the studio you have to be a creative problem solver. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. you have to be meticulous and task-oriented, but yep. you have to be creative, too. Absolutely. Just work in music in general. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, thank you so much for being here, Dee. And um, just like I tell everyone that I've interviewed so far, you will be back. We will do more of these. Um, and I guess if you have anything that you'd like to promote, that you'd like to mention. Oh, yeah. We're dropping a single on When this comes out, it will already be out.
awesome. It's called Skin Theory. It's going to be on all streaming platforms. I did the artwork for it. So that's I'm excited that. for, I'm excited for people to see that too. And are you releasing your so have you released any of the artwork yet or is it coming out with the song? Coming out with the song. Oh, that's great. So we're going to have that and then uh we have a uh I guess this will be out after the single. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check out check out Skin Theory. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And all the all of these links, all of your Shape Undone's links will be in the description. And just thank you and we'll have you back. Thank you, Dee. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm honored. <laughs> Cool, that's a wrap. Yay! Yeah.